As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. If you're looking to acquire a property or to sell one or whatever, but primarily to acquire one, and you catch yourself trying to talk yourself into it, don't. Before we get into today's episode, I want to offer you a free service and a free gift. Yes, a free gift. You're a loyal best ever listener. You deserve free gifts. And it's from our best ever partner, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. So are you a landlord or investor who's self-managing? Well, if you're self-managing, is that the best way to scale your business? And are you fulfilled by self-managing or would you rather be doing other stuff with your time? Like, I don't know, scaling your business, scaling your portfolio, making more money, bringing more rentals, rental income coming in because you're acquiring more properties. If you want to scale, if you're not getting fulfilled by self-managing, then here comes a free service. Here comes a free gift. Linda Libatory, you know her, episode 714. I interviewed her about her best ever advice. Talked to her about her company, which is the solution to your problem, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. They handle the phone calls. They handle the rent collections. They handle late payment reminders. They handle the lease violation notices. Everything from the text messages, reminders, all the way to collecting the ACH payments. Linda's team will help you scale your business, whether you got 500 units or even a handful of units go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash joe that's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash joe they're going to give you a free 30 minute goal strategy session they'll give you free setup and the first 30 days free mylandlordhelper.com forward slash joe again if you are self-managing and you're not fulfilled by self-managing and you agree that there's a better way to scale your business, scale your investments, then go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Take Linda and her team up on their generous offer of giving you a trial and a strategy session to see if it's right for you. Mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluff. With us today, Arnie Abramson. How you doing, Arnie? Fine. How are you? I'm doing well and nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Arnie. He is the founder of Texas Tax Sales Resource Group. He's been buying properties from tax sales for the past two decades. 
He is a national speaker on Texas tax sales and has been quoted in the U.S. News and World Report based in Dallas, Texas. With that being said, Arnie, you want to give the best ever listeners just a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on? Well, I originally was a financial planner for what seemed like 100 years. And during that time, real estate kind of called to me as the best investments. And so I made that transition in the early 90s and happened to go to a real estate club meeting. And someone was talking about the various ways you could get involved in real estate. And one of them was buying properties at tax sales. About four people raised their hands and said they had done that before. And after the meeting, my wife nudged me in the ribs and said, let's go talk to that guy over there. He raised his hands about that, and it sounds interesting. So we went, and we ran into this man who had just moved to town. He was working for a dot-com company, and he didn't have the time to do this, but he knew what to do because he had been doing it. And we had the time and didn't know what to do. So it was a perfect fit, and we formed a joint venture, and I learned by him mentoring us and showing us what to do for two or three years. It kind of stuck. Yeah, clearly 20 years you've been doing it. Educate us, or at least educate me, please, on the pros and cons of buying at a tax sale. And maybe start out by saying, what is a tax sale? Well, first of all, let me also say that every state is different. Okay. The tax sales are when people don't pay their property taxes. You have valorum taxes, they call them. And Eventually, they're taken over by entities or more in the state. And some of the states are what they call tax lien states, and some of the states are what they call tax deed states. The difference is this. In a tax lien state, let's say you have a property worth $100,000 and you owe 8000 in taxes. In a tax lien state, at the auction the sheriff is going to conduct, he's going to sell that lien of $8,000 to the person who will take the lowest interest rate. Somebody may say, I'll take over that lien for 12%. Somebody else says 10, somebody says 8, etc." Now that's a tax lien state. In a tax deed state, as Texas is, same scenario, $100,000 house, $8,000 owed in taxes. The bidding starts with the $8,000 that you owe in taxes and the highest bidder, they get mm-hmm. the deed to the house. Okay. Good distinction. That's the distinction. And we concentrate on Texas because Texas has some of the better features compared to the rest of the states that do similar things. Unless you're behind in your taxes, then Texas has the worst process possible. (laughs) Well, actually, that's not necessarily the truth because the objective of the tax sales is to collect the back taxes and to keep someone on the roll that's going to pay the taxes. So in Texas... What they do is if they lose their house at the tax sale, they have either six months or two years that they can buy it back. They can redeem it, and they have to pay a premium to the person who bought it, but they get the opportunity to do that. So it's not all bad. Oh, really? How does that work? For the investor or for the Uh, guy who lost his house? Well, both, because it sounds like their worlds can collide. If I am behind on my taxes, I live in Texas, you go to the tax sale, you buy the tax deed for whatever I owe, you now own it, and then I get some money from my uncle 18 months later, and I'm like, hey, Arnie, I want my house back. I know you bought it for, say, 8000 because that's how much I owed. How do I get my house back from you? How do they calculate the premium, and how does that work? 
25% more than what I paid for it if it's within the first year and 50% if it's within the second. Mm, okay. It's interesting. Now, I have to caution you that you're going to have great questions, but there are no short answers. <laughs> yes, okay. That was the short answer, but it's not complete. <laughs> okay. But let's say it is in the first year. And you have to pay me back my 8000 plus 25% plus any of the certain costs or other things that I would have had to pay. And here are the three magic words to maintain and keep it safe. Maintain the property and keep it safe. And so, mm -hmm. for example, let's say the roof blows off and I replace it. That's maintaining the house in the insurance premiums that I've paid. That is also maintaining it. So those types of things, too if I should spend those during that period of time that I owned it. The three magic words are to maintain, preserve, and safe keep. Out of the 20 years you've been doing tax sale purchases, I'm going to guess, and you're probably going to say you're wrong because I don't know much about this process, but I'm going to guess no one has ever purchased it back from you. Is that right or wrong? That's wrong. Oh, man. Okay, how many people? <laughs> About 20 25% people do redeem it. Really? 20, 25% of people. That's our experience. In the state as a whole, it's 10%. And the reason it's so much lower is almost no one redeems vacant lots, and we don't buy those, so it doesn't drag our average down. The ex-owner is not the only one who has that right of redemption. Anyone who has an interest in that house, i.e. a lien on it, like the mortgage company, also has the right to redeem it. Oh, okay. You said 20-25%. Out of all the times they've been purchased, what percentage is the people or the entities with liens versus the homeowners? I would say most of them are the owners. Really? Oh, man, you keep surprising me every time. <laughs> well, let me explain the reason why. The reason is most people who own a house have a mortgage. Most people who have a mortgage have the mortgage company collect for taxes for them. They have a mess growth. So if they stop making their mortgage payments, the mortgage company will continue to pay the taxes. And then they can go foreclose on the person a lot quicker than the taxing authorities can for lost taxes. So the bottom line is most of the properties that wind up going to the tax sale do not have mortgages on them. Because if they did have mortgages and they failed to pay it, the mortgage companies would foreclose a lot quicker. See, in Texas, and I'm only talking about Texas. With yeah, this, of course. So in Texas, it's several years, usually, from the time they stop making their payments until they finally get it on a tax sale because they have to go through a long process. They have to make sure everyone who had an interest in that property was properly notified. They have to make sure that all these I's are dotted and T's are crossed, and not only were they notified, but they had an opportunity to pay and, and things like that. So it takes a while. So the original owners whose house you buy via the tax deed sale, the 20 or 25% who purchase it back, do you rent from them in the in-between time? If so, that makes a little bit more sense to me versus they're no longer living in the house and then they want to come back to the house and buy it back from you at a 25% premium. That just doesn't make sense to me. Well, you're correct. It doesn't make sense. When I buy the house at the tax sale, I am the owner immediately. 
I have the right of possession. I have all rights. Every right is mine with the one exception. They have the right to redeem it, period. That's all. I have the right to possess it. Now, I have to give them 20 days to get out if I want, but I'm going to go to them and say, look, you're the owner of the house. You have three choices. You can move out, you can redeem it, or you can stay there and pay new rent. Okay, now it's getting clearer. What is your ideal outcome from a business standpoint, not a warm and fuzzy standpoint that might be different, but from a business standpoint, where do you make the most money on those three options? Well, first of all, we only do this for investors because if I did it myself and for other investors, it would look like it would leave itself wide open for us cherry picking and that's conflict of interest and that kind of thing. I've been doing this long enough. I don't need any more properties. I started when the Great Recession started coming. I saw it was coming or something was, and I started teaching this, and I found that most people wouldn't do all the work involved. So eventually we morphed into where we are now where we do teach other people, but we do all the work and teach them how to do it or do it for them, and we get paid if they are successful. And so that's where we really started to blossom. So this is a long answer to a short question. I kind of forgot your question. (laughs) The question is, after you buy it and you go to the original owner whose house you just purchased and you give them the three options, you can move out, you can rent it from us or redeem it immediately. Which option from a business standpoint, makes the most money. Okay, well, when we do it for the investors, obviously the best thing is, is you see, in Texas, one of the things that makes it different from the other states like this is that 25% premium is not prorated. So if you buy a property at the tax sale today and they redeem it next week, you get the full 25%, not two weeks' worth out of proration. So if you get one of the highlights, I'll tell you a little war story to illustrate this. There's a little town not far from where I live. I live in the country right outside of Dallas. And they had a property on the tax sale. It was a $300,000 house, and they only owed 12000 in taxes. And so we knew that they're not going to let that go for 12000 And my wife and I went down, and we drove by the house, and you could see the bass jumping out of the lakes, and a six-bedroom, five-bath. And and I told her, if this does go to the sale, and we buy it, and they don't redeem it, we're moving. (laughs) What's the town? I'm just curious, because I'm from DFW. Commerce. Commerce. I think they're the Commerce Indians, right? Is that their high school mascot? Uh, Something like that. Well, there are 8,000 residents of Commerce and 10,000 students at Texas A&M Commerce. So this is right out of Commerce. Yeah. So the beauty of it is, I told her, I said, you know, they're not going to let this house go for 12000 But just in case, I sent her to the tax sale because I had to go to another one. All the tax sales in Texas are all at the same time, but that's another story. So she goes to the tax sale, and the bidding started at 12000 and we bought it for our investors for 90000 Well, the mortgage company had just screwed up and didn't know it, or they let it slip through their fingers. So they redeemed it in 52 days for 130000 So our investors were very happy. So, just so the to, answer to your question yeah. is if you, can, if you can get 25% in one month yeah. or two months or three months or less than a year, that's pretty significant. Right. So the ideal scenario is as soon as you buy it from the tax deed auction that they redeem it for 25% premium immediately thereafter. Yeah, but that's it's the rare. storybook. Right, you know, right. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, get it. it is. It is rare. 
And some of these gurus who are out there and given a lot of hype, they'll tell you, well, look, if you can buy a house and it redeems it for 25% in one month, that's the equivalent of 300% a year. Where are you going to beat that? But it, over 20 years in the business, I've only had two properties that have redeemed in a month or less. Mm -hmm. So that's not reality. What's the typical scenario? Typical scenario is they lose their house. Now, most of the properties on the sale, let me say this, are not homesteads. Most of them are rent houses or they're vacant lots or they're oil and gas leases or sometimes we run across some commercial properties. Uh, they're all over the board, but most of them are lower-end houses. But you do get exceptions, but that's for the most part. They're rent houses. So I guess after you buy it. If they are living in the house, do you have to go through the eviction process if they're like, I know you bought the house, but I'm not moving? Yes, you can. We have to give them 20 days notice to do that. We prefer to buy them without people in them because if someone's living there, I'm pretty sure most of the major systems are working and the copper is still there. and <laughs> hasn't been right. stripped. And I'll just say to the people, hey, listen, we want you to stay. Because what am I going to do? I'm going to go rent it out anyway. If they're already there, I'd rather rent to them. I probably don't have to do as much work to get it ready. What are some downsides or watchouts that you've come across? Great question. And the biggest problem is that you're typically not allowed to go bother the people in the homes before the sale. Because just imagine that 50 people are knocking at your door. Hey, your house is on the tax sale. I want to come look at it. This is Texas. How many times has that happened before you come to the door with a gun? Oh, yeah, you, know? you get shot. Yeah, so they discourage you from doing that. So that means that you can't see the inside of the house before you buy it for the most part. So that's the tough part is to estimate how much rehab you're going to have to do. That's why I don't as a rule, buy vacant houses that are boarded up and you can't see the inside. I would rather go for the ones that are occupied because then you know most of the time they're not camping out on the floor and no utilities. So that's one of the biggest downsides. The other thing is this, and it has nothing to do with the redemption, but this is a caveat, and that is that there's a separate law in Texas that says if someone was not properly notified of the sale who had an interest in the property, they can contest that sale for up to two years. <laughs> and if they prevail, they will undo the sale. Now, the reality is this. It almost never happens because they've taken some safeguards to make sure somebody doesn't frivolously call up and say, oh, I wasn't notified. And the first thing they'll say is, okay, bring us a cashier check for the amount of the taxes owed that you would have brought us had you been notified. And then they kind of hang up most of the time. So because they have that law that for two years they can do that, and even though it almost never happens, the title companies that give title insurance for the properties hang their hat on that. So that means that, generally speaking, most of the time, you're going to have to hold on to that house for two years because who are you going to sell it to that would take it without a title policy? Right. Insuring the title. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're selling it to another investor that understands some of the things, then you could do that as long as you disclose that. And if they don't need financing because a normal mortgage company is not going to give them a loan without a title policy. But 
there are some other considerations too. So that's just part of the caveat that you have to watch out for, that if you're buying it, my philosophy is if you're going to buy it, you should buy it with the feeling that you're going to have to keep it for at least two years. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to pay out taxes and insurance for two years, so I'm going to want to rent it out. So we look for it for what kind of cash flow can it provide. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing. I'm really enjoying our conversation, Arnie. Based on your experience in tax sales, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? For people in the real estate business, my best advice is if you're looking to acquire property or to sell one or whatever, but primarily to acquire one, and you catch yourself trying to talk yourself into it, don't. In (laughs) other words, follow your gut. If you have to sit there and convince yourself this is a good deal, don't do it. If your gut is telling you, hey, I don't like this, go with your feelings. That's the best advice I can give anybody. Mm-hmm. Especially after you have some time under your belt and you acquire some of those life experiences with deals, your intuition will get stronger and stronger. Oh, exactly. Exactly. That's right. Now, let me also give you one more caveat. In Texas, this is such a great deal because 25% is the highest of all of them and all this stuff, and, all, and the fundamentals here are great, the real estate fundamentals, because there's land here that's not expensive. There's no state income tax for individuals, and as you may or may not know, it's booming here. The problem with that is all the hedge funds and the REITs and the private equity firms and everybody has discovered that, and they're coming to the sales and they're bidding them up like crazy. So there's an awful lot of competition at the tax sales like everywhere else in Texas right now. Now, the other side of that is what we've developed is primarily these big investors are in the five major cities, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, Austin, San Antonio. So we're concentrating on the smaller counties right now. We're still in the big counties too, but we're concentrating on the smaller counties and the smaller houses because there's that old baseball adage, you hit them where they ain't. (laughs) That's what we're trying to do. I like it. Arnie, we're about to do a lightning round where I ask some quick-hitting questions. Are you ready for that? I'm ready. All right. Before we do, first a quick word from our best-ever partners. Are you an investor who self-manages, talks to your residents, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day tasks? Well, there's a better way, best ever listener, and guess what? That better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One, the landlord helper, will have conversations over the phone with your residents whenever there's an issue, and the residents can pay you directly. So schedule your free trial and 30-minute session today at mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. The Target Market Insights podcast is just that a show solely dedicated to help you learn about target markets through the people successfully shaping them. The show features professionals who work directly with the audience and market you want to connect with in real estate. Listen and subscribe today at targetmarketinsights.com. That's targetmarketinsights.com. All right, Arnie, what is the best ever book you've read? The one I'm writing right now. On tax sales in Texas. That's a <laughs> One of my favorite books was Atlas Shrugged. I read it all 1,700 pages years and years ago, and I've read it three times. So it turned me into a capitalist. What's the best ever deal you've done? The best deal I've ever done 
was the one that I said no to. What's the best ever way you like to give back? I love to teach people how to do this. And I love questions because that shows their thinking and they're connecting the dots. And the best for me is when I see that light bulb go off when they get it. That's the most rewarding thing. What would you say is a mistake you've made on a deal? Not listening to my gut and talking myself into the deal when I've got that feeling I really shouldn't do this, but it looks so great. You know, you can talk yourself into it. So that advice I gave was from personal experience. (laughs) Well, that's the best type of advice. Where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? Well, they can call me or we have a website that gives a lot of information. It's www.txtaxsales. TX is in Texas, but don't spell out Texas. It's got to be the abbreviation, TXTaxSales.com. And if you would like to email me, it's Arnie at TXTaxSales.com. I've made it very easy for you. (laughs) Yes, very easy. And the link is also in the show notes of this episode. So the best ever listeners can just click through the link on the show notes page and they can go to your website. Arnie, I really enjoyed our conversation. I did not know a whole lot about tax sales, but now I do. And I love how you had the disclaimer. First, this is Texas-specific, different states, different process. There's a tax lien and a tax deed states. And Texas is tax deed. And going through the options that you have for the previous homeowner after you buy it, the ways you can make money, the things to look out for, and the lessons learned along the way. Really enjoyed our conversation. Hope you have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you soon. Well, thank you so much for having me. And boy, you capsulized that beautifully. I take lots of notes. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. The Target Market Insights podcast is just that, a show solely dedicated to help you learn about target markets through the people successfully shaping them. The show features professionals who work directly with the audience and market you want to connect with in real estate. Listen and subscribe today at TargetMarketInsights.com. That's TargetMarketInsights.com.